0: stupid Things podcast hey Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things podcast where we talk about toys, movies, music and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host Dave and I'm excited because we did a big old wrestling episode and we haven't done uh a wrestling episode in a while, but there's a lot to talk about. And and actually now today there's a lot more to talk about than there was even Sunday when we recorded this. Uh, what this episode is, is my pal Arian, the guy I've been watching wrestling with for 20 years now, maybe longer. Uh, he came over so we could watch AEW Double or Nothing. And before the pay per view, we had a conversation just kind of the state of wrestling, how we feel about it, what's going on, the companies that are out there that we're watching right now, uh, just, you know, talked wrestling. And then we watched AEW Double or Nothing. And got back on and talked about Double or Nothing and Aew and what they accomplished and, and whatever else. Basically reviewed the show. Um, and, and it was just a great we had a great time. We had an awesome time just kicking back uh, post quarantine, I suppose. This is the first wrestling event I've watched with non-family guests in over well over a year. So it was it was awesome, and uh, you guys are going to enjoy this conversation because he and I, like I said, we've been talking wrestling for over two decades now. Uh, so we 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 know each other's wrestling tastes well. Uh, but before we get to that, there is some stuff to cover. Uh, first of all, I want to mention more releases from WWE today: uh, Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, uh, Buddy Murphy. Um, I'm going off the top of my head because I kind of saw this right before I left work and I didn't get to make any notes about it. But to me, WWE Never Did Right by Ruby Riot. She's incredible. She's a great talent. She makes everybody she works with look like a million bucks. Uh, and I think wherever she ends up, Personally, I'm hoping for impact, but I personally, I'm hoping for whatever's best for her, but I would love to see her at impact in there in the knockouts division. I think that would be awesome, but you know, all, all of these folks are obviously, oh, Alistair Black was another one, uh, very shocking considering he's been on TV, uh, building up what appeared to be a huge story, uh, which they rarely do anymore. Um, so yeah, a lot of releases, a lot of speculation about why uh, WWE would release uh, as somebody as high-profile and unique as Braun Strowman, uh, somebody as interesting and currently invested in as Aleister Black. Uh, people talking about oh, is WWE getting ready to be sold? Uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't even. I don't even really speculate about things like that. Uh, I think it's possible. But at the same time, I, I just cannot see Vince McMahon letting go of it. And what about Triple H and Stephanie? What What's the deal there? What are their roles? Uh, if the company gets sold and they're just employees, what does that mean? I would, My little weird fantasy booking thing I had is, what if WWE gets sold to you know, most likely Comcast? Uh, but Triple H somehow puts together a bid to... By ownership or whatever of nxt and nxt becomes literally its own brand which it may as well be at this point because the quality uh bet- d- disparity between nxt and the main roster is is so or, i don't like saying main roster i say it all the time because it's an easy way to encapsulate raw and smackdown uh but to me nxt is a far superior product from either of those shows and, and i'm not the talent in wwe is the best talent in the world but they are not being served by their uh masters i guess by their bosses by a creative by anybody in that company really uh so but we we get more into that in, in the episode uh, i just wanted to mention that those you know releases happened, that there's talk uh, about things that I, I think are unlikely uh and yet possible uh, so moving on from wwe news there's also a completely different topic gi joe news so audible interlude a gi joe podcast which is part of the needless things family is moving back to its first monday of the month slot because you are now getting four or a, a needless things episode every single friday and then the first ep- first monday of the month you will get a new episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. And what we're going to be doing is recording it Monday night. And as soon as we're done, I put it together and release it. So it's going to be late night on Monday when it comes out. Uh, but that's just the, the easiest way to do it, I think. So what we're going to be talking about this Monday is we, we have some segments planned. But Yojo June, a G.I. Joe Fan Fest, whatever Hasbro calls it, uh, is happening Friday. So, in theory, there will be lots of news, lots of announcements about the franchise, potentially some new pre-orders. We don't we don't really know because Hasbro is not very open about the GI Joe brand. Uh, there's the Major Blood Cobra uh, Special Missions Cobra Island figure, which you can find a review of on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, that got dropped like people were finding it. And then Hasbro Pulse put up a thing saying, hey, find out more about this guy in June. And then he started hitting targets uh, to the point where I was actually able to get one for me and one for my son because he's collecting this line now too, which makes it doubly frustrating to find these exclusives. Uh, So Major Blood hit and they haven't announced him yet in a weird way. I don't know what's going on with the G.I. Joe brand. I know there's a new brand manager, but we talk all about that on Audible Interlude. So please check out. Uh, this will be our 12th episode. We've been doing it for a year now, uh, which I would love to do it more frequently than once a month, but I just can't with my schedule. So check that out Monday. We'll have a full report on yojo June. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I want to talk about before we get down to business here is the day before double or nothing aew had a fan fest that by all accounts was a massive success i i so badly wish that i could have been there i was working of course because literally every weekend this year that anything is happening i'm working joe fest working garbage plan in atlanta i'm working um atlanta comic-con i'm working it's horrible it's horrible uh, but I'm not going to get into job day job stuff today because we have got a lot of action figure news to cover, you guys. Jazzwares showed so much new AEW stuff; it was insane. Uh, I'm I'm looking right now at the list of everything that was shown. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anything here. Okay, so, first of all, they previewed the very first wave of the unmatched collection, which is the second line of AEW figures. It will be on pegs beside the unrivaled line. Uh and it's going to, it looks like one figure per wave is going to have kind of a gimmick to it, and then the rest of it is sort of a standard wave. But the very first wave is powerful, opening up with, finally, Dr. Britt Baker, the newly crowned AEW Women's Champion, one of the faces of AEW, if you ask me, somebody who has worked since I started watching. She has gone from someone that I kind of... I won't say I rolled my eyes at, but I just didn't quite see the potential. And and I'm I am not infallible in, in calling whether or not people are going to be great. Uh Thunder Rosa, the second I saw her, I was like, She's a superstar, she's the future of any women's division. Uh Britt Baker didn't click with me like that but but she had injuries like there were some things going against her and as she talked more and more i was like oh okay i get it i see what she is and now she's amazing she's a champion and she's getting an action figure and a chase uh variant in this wave figure looks great i'm i'm not even going to bother talking about how good most of the figures look because i think aew is the single best action figure line Uh, Well, best mass market line, because obviously Mezco's 112 Collective will always be the best. Uh, But AEW is the best mass market line going right now. The figures are incredible. So we saw Britt Baker. We saw Miro uh, with a yelling head, blonde hair. So it's already outdated, but I kind of don't care because I do like... I want to have his first look when he showed up in AEW because it was so big and so impactful. Uh, We're getting a new Dustin Rhodes with the blue paint rather than the red that we've seen so far. A new Darby Allen with completely different body paint that looks incredible. It's like the Twisted Tree body paint. Uh, Looks great. And then a new Kenny Omega that's just different gear. Um, Maybe bigger hair? I'm not sure, but uh, it's cool. And then, for the first time, an LJN-style... Cody Rhodes that isn't just LJN style it is LJN uh apparently is either owns a LJN now or is licensing LJN but it's a big rubber figure like the old school LJN figures uh it looks great I hope it's big and heavy and like you could knock a donkey out with it, just like the old LJNs. I think it's a great gimmick. I think it's it's a it's something for the collectors, but it's also a novelty for people who are just getting into these wrestling figures. So, Unmatched Series 1 looks great. Unmatched Series 2 is really... This is where it's at. This whole wave is a winner for me. You've got Ty Conti. Tay, Tay Conti? Ty Conti? I don't know. I liked her in NXT. Uh, she just didn't ever quite get there in NXT. But as soon as she, as soon as I started seeing her in AEW, and, and to be completely clear, I don't watch Dark. Um, I don't watch. I, I only watch Dynamite and the pay per views because there are only so many hours in the week. But from seeing her on Dynamite, she's fantastic. Uh, great to see a figure of her. We're getting Wardlow to round out the inner circle, um, uh, the inner circle, excuse me, uh, the pinnacle. Well, I guess we'll still be missing, which is weird. Sean Spears, no Sean Spears figure. That's kind of odd. Oh, and I haven't talked about FTR yet. I forget I said anything about the pinnacle. Wardlow, technically, I guess, seconding, uh, the pinnacle. Cause we've already got one, two, we've got two MJF figures do we have three because i think there's one in another wave and then this one is another mjf whatever the case we've get mjf in his preposterous burberry entrance robe uh that he wore uh we get new proud and powerful santana and ortiz that look great they're they're more updated uh and the colors are different than the first figures which by the way those first santana and ortiz figures are incredible uh those are at retail now like those are hitting um And then, finally, the gimmick figure of this wave, which almost doesn't even make sense, but it's Sting. It's a modern Sting, so it's not like it's a legend or anything like that, but it's called Luminaries, which is, I guess, going to be a line within the line of, like, the biggest and best talent uh, of all time. So, I don't know what that means, because the only one that we've seen thus far is Sting, but obviously... I want an AEW Sting. I think that's great. So, second wave of Unmatched is fantastic. Uh, And now, we move on to Unrivaled 7, which is new figures of the Bucks. And I'm disappointed because I really want the Bucks with the money print on their gear. Uh, And that's not these. These are the purple and gold. Uh, And then FTR, Nyla Rose, which is a landmark figure 100% and uh, Lance Archer and these are all important figures they they the it's funny because this whole wave is new basically except for the bucks but the bucks are always going to sell they have so many different types of gear that look toyetic that I'm okay with them being in like every third wave or whatever they've been in so far it's it's fine FTR, mm, that's tough for me because I'm not saying the Mattel Revival figures were all that great, but these don't look much better than those. I mean, first of all, you've got kick pads on a man who has never worn kick pads in his life, and you've got abs on a man who has never worn abs in his life. Uh, I'm really hoping... The physiques on these figures don't just all end up being super heroic because you've got some talent in AEW that, you know, don't have these chiseled physiques and I'd like to see that. Like, I want want these figures to look like what they're representing. Like, when Eddie Kingston comes out, he better have that belly. Like, don't give that... Don't make that guy all cut. It's ridiculous because it's part of his character. It's part of who he is. Uh... But this wave, hopefully FTR get get a little more work before they come out. Um, and then Unrivaled 8, which is another mega wave because you got best friends in Chris Statlander. Uh, I love that Trent and Chuck are getting figures. They were ones I wanted from the start. They were two of the guys. Well, I was already a fan of Chuck Taylor from seeing him in Chikara years ago. Uh, as One of Phantom Junior's first wrestling shows he ever saw was Chikara um, here in Porterdale. And Chuck Taylor comes out looking like some kind of baseball guy, and I was like, oh, what is this bullshit? But then he was great. So I, I've always liked him. Thrilled to be getting a figure of him. Trent's great. Chris Statlander hasn't really had the opportunity to do a whole lot lately, but just made her comeback. And from everything that I've seen – she's going to be impressive. And then we get new Orange Cassidy, which makes sense because he's another one of the top guys in the company. A new Moxley and a new Jericho. I mean, it makes sense. I have I get why they're doing this. Now, I don't know how you make an Orange Cassidy that looks different. I guess he's just going to have a different shirt on, maybe. I, I don't know what you do there. But it's fine because he's a guy you want to keep on the pegs. Uh, Moxley's had enough different looks. This is fine. As a matter of fact, I don't really care for... Uh, I liked the Wave, I think it's Wave 2 Moxley, but the one that's getting ready to come out, I think it's maybe in 6. It's hard to keep track because these things are starting to hit. Bam, bam, bam now. Uh, Whatever the most recent Moxley is that's technically not out yet, I don't love, although I haven't seen it in person, so maybe it'll be great. Uh, And then Jericho, uh, there are going to be as many Jerichos in this line as there are John Cena's in the WWE line, and that's fine. Uh, And then finally... Oh, no, wait. Not finally. Uh, There is Unmatched Series 3, which is Dark Order themed. And I'm trying to find the pictures of it now because I don't want to sit here trying to remember off the top of my head who it was. It's not Colt Command. I can tell you that. Uh, It's Brody Lee, John Silver... um. Oh my gosh, why can't... Oh, here it is, here it is. Okay. Brody Lee, John Silver, Evil Uno, Anna J, Stu Grayson, and then a mystery figure that I don't think they've identified yet. Uh, but I love that it's a themed wave. I miss that. I miss that in toy lines because it used to be you, you would get waves like that, and it was cool. It, it compelled you to buy... Uh, a whole wave like Marvel does it with build-a figures, and, and they do themed waves from time to time, like the Age of Apocalypse stuff. But within wrestling, I, I like to see a theme, and this is cool. It's the Dark Order, and then whatever this other one is. They showed an L.J.N. style derby, but I don't know if it's that figure or not. And it was just a render of the derby. So, oh well, no, it says right here announced for AEW Unmatched Three. So that's that's the ex- that's the uh, gimmick figure in that wave and then finally the last thing history making the double or nothing real scale ring this is not the little plastic ring that you get at walmart this is the big fancy ring that you actually have to like build and put the apron and the ring mat on uh, or the canvas uh and the turnbuckles and the like it's all separate pieces you have to put it together and it's it's frustrating but fun because I've built a lot of these real scale rings over the years. I've not built an AEW one yet because I, the the Kenny Omega. Well, I've got the little plastic one and it's fine. And the Kenny Omega that came with the last one was not not enough motivation for me to get it. But this one comes with referee. Believe it or not, AEW's head referee. That's right, Aubrey Edwards this is amazing for lots of reasons first of all it's the first ever female referee action figure second of all it's only like they don't even make referee action figures now really uh and they don't make it like the because referees don't have the same deals as superstars as superstars ugh. see i can't get that wwe out of my head referees don't have the same deals as as wrestling talent so they just don't bother making referee figures. So this is awesome. This is great. She deserves it. She's a critical part of AEW. Uh, she She's one of their signatures, one of their trademarks. And to come with the ring, I think, is very cool. Uh, so AEW, Jazzwares, absolutely blew it out of the water on Saturday. What a huge weekend for them. What a great company. I, I, I just I love AEW. I have a blast watching Dynamite. I, I really do... think it's the most entertaining wrestling on television right now but we'll get to that in a minute as we sit down of course enjoy some delicious elijah craig and have a great conversation with arian all about what's going on in wrestling Alright, so we are live in the Phantom Zone. Joining me tonight, wrestling aficionado, professional grump, Mr. Arian Gulick. Hey guys, how's it going? Project. <clears throat> Get that voice out <clears throat> Hey there. guys, how's it going? People want to hear the dulcet tones of Negative Nelson. Do they? They do, that's why uh... they tuned in. They're, you're you're the selling point of this episode. Well, so, I, I, th- I think the selling point of this episode is... Hearing some people bitch about the WWE. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna start off positive and talk about some of the things that we love about wrestling. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the things that we don't love, and while we're doing that, I'm gonna try and find the, the Bleacher Report app
1: on the PlayStation
0: Store. <laughs> because that's how you have to watch AEW Double or Nothing, which will be your first AEW, AEW pa- pay-per-view. pay-per-view, and really wow. your first full AEW experience since the first the episode debut of Dynamite. Episode,
1: yeah, like I watched the debut episode when it came out, uh, and it was you know it was fun. Uh, I've I've kept up with like various people and things. Uh the uh, when they, the the artist formerly known as the Revival, uh first showed up. I checked out a bunch of their stuff. FTR. Yes. Uh then Uh oh. I uh what else? I've kept up with Thunder Rosa. I've I've kept up with uh oh, you there. know What's his, uh, Orange Cassidy. I, I am... Who, who is
0: now accompanied to the ring by the Pixies.
1: Yes. Uh... That's why, I like, eventually I want, uh... Thunder Rosa to officially sign... With, uh... You know... Uh... AEW, because I'm convinced Tony Khan will get drunk one night and buy the rights to Thunderstruck for her. And who doesn't
0: want that? Now, is that just you talking, or is that something that she's actually used?
1: Uh, I would imagine she's probably used it, like, in...
0: Things are looking bad here. I'm not seeing any of the apps. Well, that's that's no good. Uh, We may have to watch this on the regular screen, and not the projector. That is lame. Uh, but,
1: yeah, like... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's used it like at some indie shows and stuff, where uh, in, in the in the spirit of Paul Heyman and the ECW, they don't worry so much about the rights to things.
0: Uh, right. So yeah. I was, uh, So I have recently, where we go, CNET, how to watch live. Uh, I've recently stopped watching Ron Smack.
1: I have also recently stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. It's not because I
0: hate WWE; it's because I'm currently not interested in what's happening on Raw and SmackDown because it's not interesting.
1: Yeah, like I don't even want to like make an objective statement of this is bad, uh, but it is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's television that like currently just doesn't interest me outside of like. Anything to do with Roman Reigns' character arc. uh, And occasional, like, there's occasional, like, bright spots. The uh, recent debut of uh, indie darling Rick Boogs uh, is Shinsuke Nakamura's guitar-playing valet. Of course. Since he's now... Now, he was the air guitar guy in NXT, right? He was the air guitar guy in NXT, but apparently he also can, like... You know, shred a little bit because he's playing
0: a guitar on the way to the ring. But uh, Just to update the listeners, uh, we cannot watch this on the projector using the PS4. We're going to have to switch to the uh, TV and watch it. The Bleacher Report live app is only available on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Android TV, iOS, and Android, which sounds like a lot of things and is... But the only thing that I can watch on the projector is the PS4. Unfortunate. It's an unfortunate, unfortunate turn of events. We'll make but, do. That's okay. At least I've got a more decent TV. Yeah,
1: we've got an out.
0: And and I hope everybody appreciates the return of the chair squeak, which has not been heard on this podcast in over a year.
1: Yeah. Because terrific. we haven't been. Haven't been really been recording live outside of. Uh, Getting drunk and arguing about fucking.
0: I hope they also enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. that's showbiz, baby. So, but, uh, uh, what frustrates me about Raw and SmackDown, and and this is the exact same issue that had me stop watching WWE probably about ten years ago. I quit watching for almost two years. Yeah. Um. And it was because I just got to the point where I couldn't get invested in anybody. Like I probably or anything. didn't watch between like
1: two thousand and seven and two thousand fifteen or so.
0: I, I can't remember exactly when it was because I watched Punk's whole run. And maybe it was shortly after he left when did he leave? Was that like two thousand twelve?
1: He he left left like, in 2014. Was it that late? It
0: was that late. Maybe then. Maybe it wasn't 10 years ago that I stopped. But, whatever the case, I stopped for a couple of years because I just, I couldn't get invested in any person or any angle because nothing felt like it meant anything. Uh, nothing exciting ever happened. And I'm back to that point now where I feel like I could look at, I wouldn't even need to know if it was a match or not if you gave me all 11 segments on SmackDown and the names involved, I feel like I could tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And, well, I'm, and I'm right.
1: Yeah. It's... The, the problem is it's so formulaic. It's just like, punch this in to do that.
0: Uh... It's... It's... And as much as I love, for instance, Big E. Yeah. He Well, and Apollo. I... I, 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 I and that's the other thing... Is this is not about the talent? No, the talent. Like I feel so bad for them. They're fantastic. Yeah. That they're the best talent in the world is in WWE. Yeah. Like and they are hamstrung by the fact that WWE is a company that is presenting something that it doesn't call wrestling. I, I usually just like you know talk off the
1: cuff, but like I actually made. A good bit of notes for this. and I made a well, couple of notes. I made, one I made of some them, bullet points. One of them is uh, three things every successful promotion needs. Compelling characters, interesting stories, and suspension, quote, in quote, suspension of disbelief. Which, I mean, like, they, they have, like, the most talented, like, or the greatest concentration of talent, uh, like, up and down the roster. Like... People, like, on their undercard that are being, like, not used or misutilized, you could, like, form a really great promotion around them. Uh, Their their problem is, like, they don't know how to tell interesting stories. They don't know how to make those people into, like, characters that I want to care about. And, like, sometimes, like, the suspension of disbelief thing for me, that just means... Like, can I forget for a second that this is all a work?
0: And, uh, you know, mark out. I wouldn't even go so far as... To, now, suspension of belief is wonderful. Yeah. But I wouldn't even go so far as to say that. I, I want to feel like the people in the ring are trying to make me believe they're fighting. Like, yes. I don't even need a total suspension of disbelief, although that does happen from time to time. But what I want is to look at it and go, man... They're. they're, they're, Like, nobody's standing there waiting for somebody to jump off the top rope on top of them.
1: And, you know, some of the things that will help you uh, get to that point are, uh, you know, (laughs) well told stories about characters you care about, and then they get in the ring and, you know, try and, you know, fake fight, beat the crap out of each other. And they're just not, like, developing interesting characters and telling interesting stories with them and it's like for the longest time like i would watch on uh, like hulu has like uh like the day after they'll have raw and smackdown
0: yeah they chop it up into well smackdown more easily is, digestible lengths
1: well smackdown is the whole thing raw oh, okay. they, they cut like a good 30 to 40 minutes off of, they get it down to 90 minutes. Uh, but
0: unfortunately, as we learned when you and I, like, yeah. when I was still watching and you weren't, they cut out the best parts of wrong. Like, yeah, it's well, usually the the lower card guys who are working, like, Rick, you're going to miss Ricochet.
1: Yeah, well, like, and Rick, well, I think he's been on like the past week or two. I still read... Well, he's been on main event. Apparently, I still read he recaps. With, yeah, apparently, like, he and Ollie are, are tearing yeah, it up yeah. on main event. And uh, they're awesome. We, yeah, and like and that and again, like we we could we could fantasy book like a great friggin' promotion out of dudes that are being underutilized, not utilized at all, or completely misutilized. Like it's yes. it's sad. And the the really sad thing to me is that on a whole like like certainly not like historical ratings, but like The company is more profitable than it's ever been. We know this because it's a publicly traded corporation. Uh, You know, they they just signed those two huge, ridiculous, like billion-dollar TV deals over five years for Uh, the worst
0: streaming service ever. (laughs) Yes, Uh, which is—I'm glad you brought that up because that is another part of my lapse in fandom. Is having to go through Peacock. Is having to go through Peacock. I was in the midst of watching... Because I, I was not a WWF guy in the mid-90s. I didn't see any of the New Generation stuff. Yeah. Um, I was aware of it, and I watched... I, I say I didn't see any of it. I, I watched the WrestleManias, some of the big yeah. pay-per-views, but I, I never watched those Raws. And on, on the network, I had gone back to the beginning of 95 and was watching... All of the RAWs and all of the pay per views and I was loving it. It's it's cheesy, it's it it has a an earned reputation for being silly. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun and it's the pre attitude era stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just really it's and, and Raw was only like an hour for a long time. Yeah. Like it's it it's it's just fun. To get through, and you're watching all of these like colorful characters. It's like I, I told uh, Mrs. Troublemaker at one point that this was like my Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, was sitting down and watching those, and now that like the availability of that content and all of the old pay-per-views and everything else kept me sort of invested in WWE. Yeah, and now that's all
1: gone. Well, and talking about something that we or at least I do enjoy, uh, still, is NXT. And uh, I am current on NXT. I I tend to, like, let... Like, like, I'll read recaps, but, like, I'll wait until, like, there's, like, three or four episodes and I'll, like, catch up on it over the course of, like, a day or two. is how I uh, tend to consume it these days. But uh, I am current on it. I, I like... <laughs> I wanted to like point out, like, so there are now guys like NXT used to like have a higher churn rate. Yeah,
0: there, there yeah. are
1: guys who've been in there kind of forever, but like I appreciate that they find new ways to use them, like Johnny Gargano. Like, if you had told me a couple of years ago that, that he, he would, would be, be like such an entertaining heel, heel,
0: I would I would be like that guy doesn't have heel in him. He's like sting. He's just a, a natural born baby face.
1: And, and he was slash is, but like he's so good at his job that like you know, he's he's made me uh, he's made me actually care about what Austin Theory's doing. And, and Austin Theory's hilarious.
0: Real quick like, for the people watching at home, no look high five. Yeah. But no look high five is the Nailed. greatest move in wrestling right yes.
1: now. And uh like Just an example of, like, something little that is hilarious that wrestling fans appreciate is, like, being kind of self-referential and, like, having, like, a sense of humor about it. Because wrestling on its face, let's be fair, it's kind of absurd. Oh, it's preposterous. Yeah,
0: but, like... (laughs) Like, if you ever stop in the middle of a match and look at the fact that Two men in panties are pretending to fight each other. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you can't it's, think about that. It's, no, you, you, but, but,
1: uh, so, like, one of, the like, it's like, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano is, uh, cutting a promo about, like, the absurdity of him having to def- defend his North American championship, and, uh austin theory has entered his uh his running buddy in, in the way has entered himself into a gauntlet match to qualify and he says uh, johnny gargano is confused he's like why are you doing this he's like well just finger poke a doom it'll be great <laughs> yeah. he's like what are you talking about it'll kill the business <laughs> yeah and it, then austin theory is like but it didn't <laughs> we're still here <laughs> And Johnny Gargano's like, you're right.
0: <laughs> and well, and that's where I think because we, uh, you know, we, we don't really know the extent to which NXT really is Triple H's baby, but it is to a great degree. Yeah, that's like, undeniable. I, I feel like, and that kind of humor, that's that you know, before it was all fart jokes. Like yeah. DX did a lot of meta stuff like yeah. that before anybody was doing it. Yeah, and, and, like, you know,
1: NXT is basically, like, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, and, and Road Dogg's playground. Yes. And it's very, like, it's pretty obvious. And you know what? I, I love the crap out of it. It's great. Like, uh, you know, even, like, yes, there are, like, it's not what it used to be and like, that it isn't, like, turning over as fast so you don't get like... But I
0: don't want it to because I don't want guys like yeah. Ciampa and Gargano and young, Grizzled Young... Imagine Grizzled Young veterans on the main roster. <laughs> that would be some terrible... It would be the worst! Yeah. Imagine... <coughs> uh, uh, what's their name? Wild and... Uh, uh, Legato del Fantasma? Yes. Imagine those guys on the main roster. They'd be Lucha House Party. Yeah. They'd, they'd be... I don't like... want anybody in NXT to go to the main roster.
1: I mean, like... Maybe if like somehow the main roster suddenly becomes halfway tolerable again. Oh well, yeah, sure. I but think it's, but well, it's not. like some of them, like I, I think Karrion and Cross would actually do well, Dude, on the main roster. Well,
0: let me take you back a few years <laughs> to a gentleman named uh, what, what was it, uh, Alexandre Rusev? What was his first name when he still had one? Yeah. And, well, uh, his his gorgeous blonde valet. He's not even with the company anymore, and she's still featured on the show every single week, no matter how much she stinks to join up. Yeah. So this is this is the future I see for Carrie and Cross as well. And if you go back, there are other uh, think about Mark Marrow, an incredibly talented I see, I see guy. the I
1: see the parallels, but I also like. Like, th- there's, like, a, a different level of presentation with, like, what they're going for with Cross. I don't...
0: Well, I agree with you in NXT. Yeah. But I don't think Karrion Cross has as much to offer, as much unique to offer, as Rusev or Mark Mero. I like him. And now that he's got the belt, and yeah. now that he's just killing people, those matches with Balor are incredible. I yeah. like Karrion Cross, But I think if you line him up with those two guys... I don't feel like he's got as much upside to stand out.
1: I feel like on he's got more roster.
0: upside than Miro, but like probably
1: not as much as Rusev. But Rusev is like he's so friggin charismatic.
0: Well, he's a freak of nature because yeah. he's got he's got it all. He's
1: he's, he's
0: handsome, Miro.
1: <laughs> yes, yes he is.
0: He is absolutely. Uh but uh yeah, so like, it's just I don't. So know. so We both love NXT. I watch it every single week. I I keep up with it. I think that NXT is the best wrestling show on television right now. Because from beginning to end, it's good. It keeps me engaged. Um, The matches are going to be good. The segments are going to be good. The characters every week are going to... You know who they are. But yeah. There's going to be a little bit of growth. There's going to be a little bit of something new interaction. Yeah. There's going to be a little hook. Well, every week. and like, and they they f- like
1: this. A good example is a <laughs> Cameron Grimes current Odyssey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he he went from like th- they do kind of like keep up with the times a little bit and like you know. So they made Are you him. Are telling a, me they're
0: aware of things that happened more recently than ten years ago?
1: Yeah. So, so they made him a Dogecoin investor or whatever. <laughs> uh, I think. I think they literally said GameStop, didn't they? Yeah, like GameStop, but th- but then like he's like dro- name dropped AMC and Dogecoin. Okay, and all sorts Okay. Of other stuff, but uh, if ultimately this angle that he's doing with DBI doesn't result in a. Him creating like a Dogecoin t- like million dollar title with like a big stupid. Oh like, my gosh, <laughs> that needs to happen!
0: Oh, I love this idea. Well, well mainly because you want to buy that. <laughs> yeah, well, I want a toy. I don't <laughs> want. I I will not. I I can't do replica belts there. Yeah. That's insanity, and they don't make toy belts anymore because Toys R Us is dead. Yes. Um. But but yeah, the NXT is to Zoe Stark. Comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And they don't, like, give her a couple of wins and then cool her off for a year. They're using her. Well, and she doesn't and, win every match.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a, a, another... So, I don't think... Like, the the women's tag belts in NXT have only been around for, like, what? Like, three, four months?
0: Uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe since the beginning of the year, but...
1: And, and there's also been, like... It was on the like the build up to WrestleMania. It wasn't quite at the beginning of the year. So like maybe 3 or 4 months. Yeah. But like they've already changed hands. Like we're already on like our third title holders because it was Raquel and Dakota and then they immediately lost the belts to Shotzi, Shotzi and Ember him. and then uh the way just won it. uh Indian uh, Candice. And uh like all of those title changes have happened on uh on the weekly show, yes. None of them have happened on pay-per-views, and I like. I like that. Like, you will occasionally get a title change happening on live WWE main roster TV, but they make it so obvious that it's going to happen that you know. Like, I, I think the Mysterios beat uh, like Rude and uh, Dolph on a like a, a broadcast SmackDown. Smackdown. But like it wasn't on a pay per view. Well, but, like, it was they, they made it so obvious that it was going to happen, that like you just knew. Well, so it took any like it took any mystery well, or have like, suspense Mania. out
0: of it. I mean, they were building up to that, and it would have been a great WrestleMania moment. Even because when you do something at WrestleMania, even if you're telegraphing yeah. it, it's, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. so it's and, like
1: and, father son tag champs yeah. at WrestleMania. And, and, and like I want to like make a make a point here. They're still good at, like, doing that. They make big moments happen. Yes. And they do feel big. And, like, you know, it's still a big thing. Like, Bianca Belair winning on night one of WrestleMania was a big friggin' moment. It was fantastic. And it was well done. Like, you know, the match was friggin' incredible, as you would expect. Like, Sasha is, like, sneakily my favorite of the four she, horsewomen in the ring. She rank. has
0: mastered her craft.
1: Yeah. Like she had like my favorite match anybody had with Rousey. And uh like she just has consistently incredible I, matches. I
0: I would pick well, okay, so out of the non fighting or non MMA horsewomen. Yeah. Uh Bailey is actually my pick. Yeah. But I say that because Bailey is my pick for the single best performer in WWE right now.
1: Well, yeah, no, she, like, since she finally turned heel, like, she's been, it, like, she's been, in, like, an incredible asset. She kept me watching, like, you know, for a good part of last year just to see what she was going to do and
0: say. Well, she, her and Sasha having yeah. the tag titles were, they them, Asuka, Michael Cole, and um, Zelina Vega with her stable yeah. kept the promotion going through the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I want uh, to, so NXT, re- I, real quick, we talked about Zoe Stark a little bit. She's a phenomenon. I think she's great. Uh, we talked about The Way. Real quick, I want to throw out Everrise. Those guys mm-hmm. are trying really hard. Oh, I think they're great. I like I, I, I
1: enjoy them, like I, I see what they're getting at, but like they need to start winning more
0: in order for I me to t- give a well, shit. Well, I don't know that they do though, because right now it's almost like it's their gimmick that they're these cocky guys like, but too they too just don't win. win. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's and, and they'll get there because as I we've seen so. so many times in the past, NXT knows what they're doing. And right now they 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 have have too many great tag teams, so this these guys, their thing isn't being a great tag team. If I'm a tag team in
1: NXT, I absolutely do not ever want to go to the main roster. Like that's no, we we have to talk about that. Like the tag, like the tag scenes in both like Raw and SmackDown are the worst, and like we don't like we don't know. Like, we can sit here and speculate and, like, there are rumors and blah blah blah, but, like, if you look at the way tag team wrestling has been booked consistently over the past 10 to 15 years in WWE, like, it's pretty obvious that somebody pretty high up in the power structure doesn't view it as an important part of the programming.
0: Well, it's almost insanity because you get... They, they will have actual pre-existing tag teams that come in yeah. and they will split them up. But then they will put two random people together and yeah. make them champions for a year. Yeah, like not Rather Nia. than like actually pushing tag teams. Yeah. It boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's the, like, why should I believe that, like... Okay, you have this, this part of your show is, like... Tag team wrestling, it's, you know, anybody who... It's two people who take the time and effort to learn how to, like, be a team. They're supposed to have an advantage when they're, you know, they've put all that time and effort into it. And then you just have two randos show up. and
0: uh, Every time. Know. And sometimes the two randos are the ones feuding over the main, tel- main belt. Yeah. And they're using the tag team titles as enhancement for the main championship which right. disgusts me because you know tag teams can I, be I mean they've, they've been doing that going back to like what the two man power trip Oh yeah and, yeah they've like, been doing that forever and I hate it every single time. Yeah. I hate I hate that almost as much as I hate handicap matches. <sighs> yeah. All right, we got to we got to move on. Yes. Uh, because what we're doing is going to be a two part thing here. Now it's going to be one one episode. Yes. But we're going to take a break in a few minutes and watch AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, uh, and then afterwards we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about what happened on this pay-per-view, how incredible Eddie Kingston is, uh, yes. among other things. But before we take our break here, which for us will be three plus hours, for, yes. for the list for you listeners, it'll be a little zoop noise, and then we'll come right back. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Impact. Yeah. I
1: I have not been keeping up with Impact,
0: which is fair because it's very difficult to watch.
1: Before we do get to Impact, uh, I just want to give a shout out, though. uh, Like, obviously, so many terrible things have happened over the past year, and it's kind of silly to like, like, have a sad over like what the pandemic did to a wrestling company, but. NWA power, like, going into the pandemic. Like, if you look at, like, the people who are different places now, like, you've got Eddie Kingston, you've got uh, Ricky Starks, you've got Thunder Rosa, who's still kind of around, but also not really. Uh, You know, James Storm's back in Impact. Uh, Like, list goes on. Uh, People that, like, LA Knight slash E.L.A. Drake. Yeah, and NXT. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who who may be the next million dollar man? It's looking like now. <laughs> yeah, it's seeming that way. But it's uh, okay, or at least million dollar champion. Let me talk to you. Yeah, but uh, like they had such a good and interesting roster, and like a feeling of momentum going on, and it just kind of all got. They
0: were set to catch fire.
1: Yeah, it it kind of just died and it stinks and like they're still trying and
0: I Yeah. It could still be something, but it will never Quite regain be what it was. What it was about to be because yeah. some of their top talent is just gone now. And, yeah. and good for them. And, yeah,
1: and understandably so. Yeah. It, absolutely. Like, those those people were busting ass and, and doing things and it it's good to see I I just love seeing, like, people succeed in this business. Like, you know, uh, I I joke often that, like, my favorites tend to not succeed. So, like, I I feel nervous when, like, people that I I enjoy watching have good things happen to them. Like, oh, no, what's about to happen? Right, when is the rug (laughs)
0: going to get pulled out from under them? And and let's not forget... R.I.P.
1: Keith Lee. Let's not forget...
0: (laughs) I still uh, love you. Zicky Dice. Oh, yes. The, the Outlandish. Greatest free agent out there. Yeah, someone needs to sign him that's not WWE. Um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about Impact because I have since, uh, gosh, it's been a few months now. Uh, I really, since Brian Myers, a couple of, a few weeks after he started, I started sort of tuning back in. Uh, they were still doing the whatever the house the real world type segment was that, yeah. they, that got them through the pandemic, uh, and I, I didn't love that stuff. And it took me because you and I, we we've been down with TNA since day one ish. Yeah. Now uh, we were watching the Wednesday night pay per views back in two thousand two. I yeah. think we I think we started with the third Wednesday night pay per view.
1: Yeah. It was. It wasn't quite the first, but it was. Close it was to pretty, the first,
0: pretty close in there.
1: And uh, like I distinctly remember Ron the Truth killings being champion and uh, hating Jeff Jarrett. But, I mean, that's well, a, it's kind of
0: like a birthright. It's, if you're from the south, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to hate a Jarrett. Uh, it, well, what's interesting is I've been actually I went back and rewatched because I've got Impact Plus, uh, which I think is a well worth it app because yeah. the funny thing is. Impact has now been around almost twice as long as WCW. Yeah, which well, is and crazy. Like, what's uh, what's crazy?
1: What's extra crazy is the last wrestling promotion to have like really great ratings, other than WWE, is still freaking Impact. Like, yeah. they were getting in the low to mid twos with like, and I mean like, we can we can mock it all we want. And make fun of it because it was terrible creatively but like the the aces and eights era
0: of uh impact did do ratings and, and i will say while we were down since day one-ish we did take some time off yeah. from time to time yeah. I, I have not been a consistent watcher of tna slash impact but yeah. uh i love the company i'll always have a soft spot for them and i'll always Same. go back and give them a chance from time yeah. to time And I have done that over the past few months, and it is... Well, they brought back the Motor City machine guns. Well, that was huge as well. Well, briefly. Now, Alex... I don't know what's going on with Alex Shelley right now. I think he's injured. Saban has been teaming up with Storm. Uh, But, Impact is very, very special in that everybody there is so full of passion and so hungry... You have either young guys like MSK who I was watching as the Rascals like right before they came to NXT. So I had I got just enough of them to be super stoked when they showed up in NXT. Um, And And they've they've been great. Trey Miguel, who stayed in impact. These young guys who are you just see it in their eyes, that fire. But then you've got guys like Eddie Edwards, who just and, and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Who just love. Impact, uh, and there's so many different acts there. Uh, Johnny Swinger doing Swingers Casino every week is hilarious, <laughs> um, and then you've got genuine, incredible talent like Jordan Grace or uh, Fire and Flava. Their their women's
1: division, like historically, has been the knockouts division. One of their strengths, yes. Like Gil Kim, like is. Deservedly, uh, I think the founding like uh woman's hall of famer for their
0: their division, and uh, one of the most under recognized talents for I sure. Think. Uh, I think, yeah, but I, I just every week I'm watching Impact and I'm hooked. The guy, guys like Willie Mack, and and just I, I could just sit here and name names, which is doing nobody any good, yeah. but. The show is paced really well. Uh, Don Callis and Scott Demore run Impact, and they have two of the best minds in wrestling. These guys know how to put on a show. Uh, they know how to make exciting, engaging product, and that's what they're doing. And Impact, it's not you know if when you watch it, it it does not be, it's not on AEW or WWE's level. Sure, but entertainment-wise, it is a blast to watch. Um, it has not received quite the same benefit from the crossover as AEW has, if you want to call the the fair to middling brothers a benefit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rude. I the, I love the good brothers, but uh, they, I don't see them. They're as they're big kind of, of set as they tend to be treated.
1: They're kind of creatively in a rut. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I wish. So here's the thing
0: is there right now their thing is like being so into the gimmick that they are a gimmick and i there's something there if they lean even harder into their ridiculousness cuz that's the thing is they're silly but they're presented as badasses and it doesn't mesh for me when you've got guys like Finn Juice who are legitimately like awesome competitors yeah. and then they get in the ring with Gallows who is if, if he wanted to hammer down and be a big giant badass, he could be, but he's a goofball right yeah, now. Yeah, like, he's presenting himself as a goofball. Right, right. And, like, there are
1: some people who, like, like Matt Riddle, like, in backstage segments and stuff, like, he can be a goofball. He turns it on. But, like, you can see him, like, there. there's usually some point during a match where he gets mad well it's
0: almost like shamrock used to do yeah like which, which granted shamrock was kind of a dick all the time yeah. but there was that point in the match where he's like shamrock up yeah and riddle kind of does a similar like thing he, riddle like just gets a, a crazy
1: look in his eye and like starts beating the crap out of people and and,
0: it's and, great. and positively pouring liquid sweat out of yeah. his body he, like It's almost like he turns on his sweat glands he, at He one and point.
1: Johnny Drip Drip cannot be
0: <laughs> and matches together anymore.
1: Anyway. No! They just slide right out of the ring. Hashtag too moist.
0: Uh, all right, so I, th- I think we've covered what we love. I think we've talked a good bit about uh, the problems that, that we see. Really, just within, look, I don't want to act like AEW is perfect. It's not. Um, there are a lot of, th- there, well, not a lot. There are things that AEW does that I don't care for. Yeah. They've done two massively preposterous things recently <laughs> with the fireworks display and with Jericho getting thrown into the giant pillow, which apparently he legitimately hurt himself <laughs> doing, which makes it even worse. <laughs> and I'm not saying they shouldn't have done the spot, I'm saying they should have handled it differently. They, Same thing they, with the they, fireworks. Well,
1: like they should have figured out how to present
0: it better. Right. They needed the right angle on yeah. it. It still would have worked. Um, because, look, nobody believes MJF is going to murder Chris Jericho live on television. Yeah. So there was a, there was a way to do that without it looking so dumb. Same thing with the barbed wire death match, like... Well, and, one, like, and we'll see, like, if,
1: if I change my mind tonight, but, like, two of the things that, like, I just, different people enjoy different things out of wrestling... And I'm not going to sit here... Which, which is one of the things yeah. that's magical about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and, like, I'm not going to sit here and cornet anybody and tell them, like, <laughs> you can only enjoy it in this certain way. But, like, two things that AEW does that, or that I like I think they do a good bit of that just don't work for me are, uh, like, the the Ring of Honor finish spam, kick out of everything. Like... It's it, not as bad... The young buckification, if you will. That that does happen, Daddy.
0: but it's mostly in, like, the trios matches yeah. and stuff. And,
1: and, and, it, like, and, and I'm not aware of that. NXT is, like, tremendously guilty of that. Yes. In, like, some aspects, too. Like, especially, like, I love the characters of Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. But, like, the, those three guys' matches that they've had, like it's just preposterous and like it takes me well when
0: the last 15 minutes is all moves that should finish the match
1: yeah like that's and, and real quick i'd just like to mention that serena absurd. deeb
0: is so good that she's actually getting a good match out of rio
1: yes serena serena deeb is
0: great i don't know why they let her go uh because they, she's not aesthetically wwe and never was i mean she looks great I don't know like what's right the deal? but she but at the time she was let go, her look was not what w w e was pushing
1: yeah, I just don't
0: oh um, it. it's whatever uh what is the other thing
1: the, the other thing? thing is like so like look, I love John moxley, he's put on like really entertaining matches. It's become apparent to me since he left that maybe. In WWE, people should have been telling him no and not letting him have his way, because I don't appreciate the continual need to, like, drop people on their heads, uh... Mm -hmm. Into like you know glass tables that and hasn't thumbtacks been, and in, well insanity.
0: Uh, he he still does the the crazy sort of deathmatch style stuff, right. but it has not looked as horrifying as that initial attack on Kenny Omega. Right? I, I hated that. That yeah. was too much. Like it's there hasn't it, been anything that horrible since I've been yeah. watching regularly.
1: Okay, fair, but like. Yeah, like I I just like like I know people are like taking risks. I would like to like feel good that people aren't like legitimately right, right. Taking years off their life in ways that like they could be smarter
0: about here's, for my enjoyment. Here's the next stipulation match I would like to see. Like forget hell in a cell, forget so, money so in the bank. I'm
1: actually expecting to fully hate the young
0: bucks, Eddie and Okay, well, I in hated the match. I hated the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yeah, but now that they're heels, their over-the-top, ridiculous bullshit, yeah, is perfect. So yeah. now I'm like into those dudes. Like yeah. their their shtick works for bad guys. But but yeah. what I wanted to say, um, forget Hell in a Cell, forget Money in the Bag, forget Inferno Match. I wanna you can't leave the ring match. No diving through the ropes, no jumping over the top rope. You have to stay in the ropes for the entire match. <laughs> Nobody currently wrestling today could win that match. There would there'd be disqualifications within five minutes of every single wrestler working today. Alright, so...
1: Braun Strowman would immediately get disqualified by running around the He'd do his
0: little choo-choo train gimmick and that'd be the end of it. All right, so we are now going to take our break. Uh, I feel like we've kind of laid down where we're at, how we feel about the product now. Uh, Oh, my, my one last word about AEW. They do things I don't like, but it is my favorite, Dynamite is my favorite show, wrestling show on television. Even though I think NXT is the best wrestling show, Dynamite entertains me from beginning to end every time I don't know what to expect I don't know who's gonna do what it's not all good but it's all fun and that is that
1: goes a long way
0: yes even though NXT from beginning to end is overall higher quality it's not as that well it's it's like the Monday Night Wars yeah with Nitro you were like oh this is gonna be cool we're gonna enjoy this it's gonna be cool stuff but with Raw, you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They offer different flavors of the same thing, and that's how I feel about NXT and AEW, uh, and Impact. I, I just Those three shows, those three brands to me, are, are where it's at right now. Yeah. So we're going to sit back, relax. Uh, I'm going to enjoy some Elijah Craig, my signature <laughs> beverage, and uh, take in Double or Nothing, or I guess take in the rest because we're on the pre-show now with Serena yeah. Deeb versus Riho, and afterwards, we're going to talk to Mr. Arian Gulick about his, his current impressions of AEW. Fair? All right, and we are back. We have now experienced AEW Double or Nothing. And after it was over, we each went and took a comfort break. And sure. I was shocked when I looked at the clock. It's eleven fifty six.
1: Yeah, it's midnight. That was
0: almost four hours. Yeah. And it didn't Well, I'm not gonna say it didn't feel like four hours, but it flew by.
1: Yeah, it didn't uh they uh smartly didn't uh the the between match interstitial stuff didn't bog down. It was very quick. Their like uh hype videos for things were like one or two minutes, and not like five minutes. Right. So it you didn't like. You didn't really have time to like get a uh, uh, you know. Amped down from uh, what it had just happened.
0: Yeah, and there what it didn't feel like this massive delay between matches, where you're just kind of waiting. Like, well, all right, well, it's, now they're talking to people backstage. that don't have anything to do with anything now. They're uh, like it moved along. Yeah. Uh, so, we're we're gonna quickly because it is midnight. We're gonna go match by match, but just overall, going into this tonight, what what was your expectation versus how you feel about it right now?
1: I thought I would be like I I definitely knew I was gonna enjoy it, but I thought there would have been. Like, I was especially looking at the the tag match uh, for the titles and also the uh, Cody versus uh, Go-Go match. And, uh, like, I thought the Sting and Darby Allin uh, tag match versus uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page would be entertaining, but I didn't think it would be that great because, let's be honest, Sting's. Sting, Sting's not a spry chicken anymore. He's
0: 62 years old.
1: But, uh... I I actually enjoyed all of those matches, uh, just fine. Uh, there like, the only, like, outcomes that didn't, uh... There were three outcomes. Well, two uh, that I thought were gonna definitely go the other way. And one that I thought could've gone the other way. I thought... I thought Moxley and Eddie could have won the titles. Uh... I guess not. Eh, whatever. Uh, I definitely thought Agogo was going over Cody. I don't, like... I mean, I don't think it really matters, but at the same time, like, if Cody loses that, like, he doesn't lose stature, like... Right,
0: he's still Cody. I,
1: I feel like you might as well put the dude over, uh... And I thought uh, Pinnacle was going to win the Stadium Stampede, and they did not.
0: But enjoyment wise, going in, you were kind of like, eh, this is probably going to be fun," but you know, we'll see. Well, I I
1: figured I was going to enjoy like roughly two thirds of the matches, but they all they all uh, either like met my expectations or over delivered. Even the uh, Sheeta Britt Baker match, I expected to be entertaining. But uh, Sheeta is uh, not my favorite wrestler, and uh, I I didn't expect anything great out of that. But they, like, they did, like, the last five minutes of that match was, like, a friggin' banger. That was really good. They did a a bunch of great false finishes, and it didn't, uh, like, she never actually locked the lockjaw in until the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, they like she, teased uh, that a yeah, good bit.
1: They they did a good job of building to that moment, and then she... That was the only title change on the evening. Uh, I, I fully expected to be entertained by a Miro murder-death-killing Lance <laughs> Archer, and that's what happened. So there you go.
0: So, just to run through the matches, uh, pre-show, we had Serena Deeb versus Riho uh, for the NWA World Women's Championship, which we talked about a little bit in the first segment of the show. Uh, Serena Deeb is tremendous. She's, She's a veteran. She knows how to work. Um, and Riho, not one of my favorites. But, but Serena got a good match out of her. Absolutely. And, and retained. Yep. As she should. Um... And then, up next, to open the show proper, we get one of the matches that I was most looking forward to tonight, because Hangman Adam Page is, uh, he he was, when I started watching AEW, he was the guy that I was like, oh, that's my guy. Yeah. I, I, I love that guy, I like everything about him, he's great, He's, I like got, his he's character. got a great
1: character. Yes.
0: Um, now... I will admit that at this point, Derby's my guy, but Hangman is still like in my top tier of AEW sure. guys. But Brian Cage, who I knew from Lucha Underground, I was already a big fan of. So Page versus Cage, I was like, man, this match is going to be sick, and it was. It was good, and they uh,
1: they did a good job of advancing the uh, Team Taz uh, disintegration storyline that they've been teasing
0: which AEW that's one of the things they're great at is this I don't want to say long term long term storytelling because typically it's it's you know it's a couple of months like medium term but, but in the like, in the it's modern consistent. in the modern age yeah. two months is long term right so they have been telling this story of Brian Cage kind of being the honorable dude, yeah, and not wanting this heel-like interference from his teammates. And that culminated tonight in Ricky Starks and Hook coming out to help Brian Cage and him not wanting their help and losing the match as a result. So, Paige goes over, gets to look strong, but then Brian Cage looks strong because he was about to win the match... But his stupid teammate screwed it up, and now he's got that story, and Paige gets to move on to whatever he's going to move on to. Yeah. And this is what AEW excels at, is keeping everybody interesting and involved in some kind of story. Next up, much to my surprise, because I thought it would be later in the show, we get the Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, Eddie Kingston's one of my favorite guys working today. I think he's the most believable person in the business. He legitimately scares me with his promos. He
1: he is the best promo in the business. And
0: Moxley is getting to be himself. I don't necessarily love everything that he does, but I love the fact that everything he does is what he wants to do. Right. Uh, And then the Bucks, who, as I mentioned in the first segment, have won me over. Because they were... God gave them the gift of being douchebags. (laughs) That is their talent. That's what they were meant to do. And as long as they're being... Now they're doing it. Yes. As long as they're being douchebags, they're great. And this match, man, it it was classic shine, heat, comeback. Because... Moxley and and Kingston got the offense in the beginning, then the Bucks took the advantage, and then Moxley and Kingston got the comeback, but in the end, the Bucks, they're brothers, they're the tag team, they're the guys who've been working together forever, and even though Mox and Kingston share that bond, share that deathmatch blood, that history that they've got, you can't overcome the brothers who've been a tag team forever. And that was the story, and it was good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and that's really all you can say is that was just a great tag team match and the and uh, the Bucks are just such good douchebags when they when they get their comeuppance it's so rewarding and whoever does take the titles off of them is the response is going to be so huge.
1: Looking at the roster, like I mean, you're you're. Face tag teams are like, I mean, you got...
0: You got Best Friends. Yeah,
1: Best Friends and Lucha Express. Or uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express.
0: Lucha Bros go kind of back and forth. They'd
1: be a believable friggin' team. But For sure. maybe now with the Inner Circle kind of being faces, Santana and Ortiz.
0: Yeah, I would really like to see uh, Proud and Powerful back on top. I, th- yeah. I think it's it's high time. That they really get back into the tag division. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see well, Sammy and, and do that's, his own
1: thing. That's kind of why I was expecting them to split up the inner circle. I thought, you know, you could give Jericho some time off. You could have Sammy do his own thing. And you could have Proud and Powerful go do tag stuff. And, and I they mean, have they Hager do whatever. You, you know, make slacks. Whatever he does. Hager uh, slacks. Uh,. But, I mean, you know, you can still do all of that and keep the inner circle together, so I guess that's Absolutely. why they decided to do
0: Well, that. and that could even be the story, is that, you know what, we won, we've proven we're the top, yeah. now it's time to go after titles. Right. Uh, so next up we have the Casino Battle Royal, which is built to just be a fun match. Everybody's involved, I was very disappointed that John Silver was not in it, I think that was unacceptable, but... Lots of people beat up Matt Hardy, which was very acceptable. Yes. Because big money Matt Hardy, definitely my favorite post-WWE incarnation of Matt Hardy. Yes. Uh, he's such a good heel. And shockingly came down to Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, and Jungle Boy into the match. Probably not the trio I would have called. Um, yeah. I thought Christian Cage would make it to the end.
1: And it did, in fact, come down to Christian Cage and Jungle Boy.
0: And Christian Cage, because he does not actually have an ass, uh, was not able to overcome Very the Hank youth. Hill, Hank hill Yes, the, Christian Cage has been selling propane in the intervening years, uh, but was not able, able to overcome the youthful vigor of uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And what a feel-good win this was. Daily's place, going bananas, singing Tarzan yeah. boy. They, uh, they they love them some Jungle Boy. They do, and and, and you should because uh, I, for the listeners, I was telling Arian this as we were watching the pay per view. The first time I was watching AEW when I when I saw Jungle Boy, I was like, "Look at this little bitch! Like <laughs> he's in this business because he's Luke Perry's son. He's pretty, whatever." And then like within five minutes of seeing him wrestle, I was like, holy shit, this guy's really good. Yeah. And now he's one of my favorite guys. He's he's one if I had to make a top ten list of top ten reasons I watch wrestling like right now, he would be on it. Fair. He's great. He's he's energizing, he's exciting, you like seeing him win. He he's a classic babyface. And he went over and now, two weeks from now, he is going to be in a world title match he, against he's, Kenny he's Omega. Now get
1: murdered by Kenny he,
0: Omega. Yeah, right. I don't expect him to win, but man, the heat on that match, the live audience watching Jungle Boy go up against douchebag Kenny Omega. It, with Don it's Callis? going to be hot as shit. Yes. I fully expect Marco Stunt to... Okay, we're going to get Don Callis completely skeeved out by Marco Stunt.
1: As he should be, honestly.
0: And hopefully, Luchasaurus at some point will physically pick Don Callis up and carry him out of Daly's place. I mean, that would be acceptable. I would enjoy that. So, that was a fun match, lots of people involved, and very satisfying, uh, kind of uh, against the grain win. Jungle Boy would, would absolutely. I, I wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't I have didn't, been in my I top didn't five know... Picks.
1: That's another one that, uh, like, I expected Christian to win, or, like, possibly Mystery Entrant, who, oh, and Mystery Entrant was uh, was Leo Leo Rush, Rush, which was cool. I expected it to be Andrade. I did as well. uh, It was Leo Rush, and uh, that was cool to see Leo Rush. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he has more than earned his way back into mainstream wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Very talented guy got a lot going on, and not winning this did not hurt him nice. because he got the magic of being like AEW considered him important enough to be yeah. the mystery entrant. Like, he,
1: was, he was one of the two like big surprises on the night. We'll, and we'll, we'll get to the other one.
0: And that's one of the things that AEW is so good at is creating equity. They understand how to book things... If if you don't have a belt involved, then they know how to make the talent big. If they don't have uh, if they don't have built up equity, they know how to use an event to give someone equity. And that's Leo Rush bringing him in as that mystery guest showed the audience this is important. Like it was it was very smart, very well done. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Cody Rhodes. Uh, versus Anthony Agogo, which was probably my least interest match of the night. Yeah. Uh, I, this QT Marshall business, uh, I, I I am not completely disinterested, but I would say I have minimal investment in QT Marshall. Uh, but Cody is involved, and Cody, through sheer force of will, has turned himself into. A draw and a main event superstar, yeah. Where he does not need a championship for what he's doing to be important. He has that charisma. He has has that magnetism to where he, in and of himself, he has
1: that ridiculous ring gear. Uh,
0: yes, that incredible like soldier, babes in Toyland <laughs> ring gear, whatever it was. Uh, but Cody is a draw without a championship. It's true. So, even though he went over and Agogo did not win this mm-hmm. match, uh, the fact that Agogo had the showing that he did, because I wasn't expecting anything out of this guy. What I've seen so far out of him led me to believe that this match was either going to be him getting a cheap shot on Cody and winning in, like, five minutes or less, or some kind of shenanigans. A
1: chicanery? If but...
0: He had a competitive match with Cody that was believable. It didn't make Cody look like a schmuck. Uh, a gogo has he, proven... He acquitted himself well. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, while it wasn't my favorite match on the card, it was very well done, and it was far more entertaining and engaging than I expected it to be. Yeah. And with Cody winning, then perhaps he moves on... To deal directly with Marshall, even though he's kind of already uh, had that. They said,
1: match. Uh, I think they. One of the matches they announced for this week's Dynamite was a tag match between uh, Cody and somebody and uh, GoGo and QT.
0: Okay, well, there you go. That, so this story continues. Yes. Uh, next up, we had. Slobberknocker number two. Yes. Miro defending his TNT championship against Lance Archer. Uh, We knew this was just going to be two big, sweaty men slapping meat. It's true. And it was. uh it, and it, it, it was, was
1: intensely satisfying.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: The m- There's a problem. Uh, Miro is, like, the, the crowd came around... But it took, like, having, you know, 68-whatever-year-old, decrepit Jake Roberts come out to get beat up by Miro.
0: Well, and, and Miro
1: have his, have tossing his, his snake. snake, right, uh, you know, away. Uh, the crowd t- doesn't he, want to boo Miro. No, the, the crowd absolutely does not want to boo Miro. They don't want to boo
0: handsome Miro. Uh,
1: well, handsome, murderous Miro,
0: but yeah. yes. Uh, so, they, they do, AEW does have a little bit of an adjustment to make there. In that we all love Miro, we 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 want that post WWE success story that he's living. So, what they need is to set up a, a uh, an Maybe, adversary, like, a heel challenger, because we just we like that guy. I mean, or they just have him
1: like beat the crap out of people we like.
0: Like, but they beat the he beat the crap out of Darby, and like that didn't make everybody hate him. Yeah, but like, who can he? Who is such a Orange sweet, Cassidy? I don't know. Even
1: Orange, I feel. I feel like he could like destroy the entire their entire stable. Like, what if he like you know power bombs Chris Statlander through a table?
0: Well, that wouldn't be very nice. No,
1: that would, that would maybe get heat on him.
0: But is it that important for Miro to be a heel to go against the wishes of the audience? Ah. Or would we rather have Babyface Miro skyrocketing to the top to perhaps face Kenny Omega? I mean, that would be cool. And that's, again, that's one of the things AEW does. They're willing to course correct. Sure, but
1: I I think the only only thing I would caution them, and they're probably smart enough to figure this out, is if you're going to have Babyface Miro... You don't need to make him go back to Happy Dopey Best Man. No,
0: no, no, no. He needs to stay weird, Jesus Christ gave me the power to inflict violence upon my enemies, yes. Miro. Yeah. Like, because that's what people like. Uh, so, Miro retains, uh, defeated Lance Archer by knockout. Uh, moving on, we get Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, basically a coronation match it's true. Uh, against Cheetah. Uh, Hikaru Shida, not my favorite. Uh, I don't find her convincing. I, I don't. Uh, it's her, bizarre to me because she seems to. When be I like was a watching her, like
1: she has the same problem uh, Peyton Royce had in solo matches for me, is that she bumps well, but her offense does not look
0: believable. She, like she is, she looks to me like a play actor. It, like she does not look like she's she does
1: Yeah, she doesn't like her offense doesn't look believable to me. Like it doesn't look like with Peyton specifically, it looks like she's trying not to hurt somebody. Yes. And with Sheeta, it's not quite that, but it's it's still similar. And that her offense does not look believable to me. For so the, for the most part, there were a few things she did pretty well. Uh, and in the last portion yeah, of the, the match last 5 minutes of the very match good. It was a banger.
0: And I will say this there have been times where Sheeta has done very well. She had a match against Nyla Rose that I thought was awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and she ended the match by like kneeing Nyla in the face like 50 times or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which was to me reminiscent of one of my favorite match endings of all time where Loki kicked Samoa Joe in the face like 50 times. <laughs> And then just pinned him. Like, no finishing move, no nothing. He just kicked the fuck out of him and then pinned him. Yes. Like, I loved that. And that reminded me of that. So, Shida, I think she has the potential to be very good, but even though she's a veteran of, I think she's been wrestling for a decade now, for, for me personally, she just hasn't locked in yet. Yeah.
1: They're, like, for whatever reason, they're Joshi stars, like, have not translated well for me either like i don't know what it is but
0: yeah but Britt baker 100 percent deserved to get that championship it's true deserves to be the face of not only the the women's division but one of the faces of the company yes uh they just
1: need to like make sure they don't try and turn her face again
0: right she needs to continue being exactly who she is yes uh and and fantastic, uh, great great ending to that match. Well done. And next up, we get another match that I was very much anticipating, but had no idea how it was going to go. Uh, Sting and as I said, my boy Darby Allen, my guy, my AEW yeah. favorite, versus Scorpio Sky, who's one of the best wrestlers on the planet, and Ethan Page, who who's a dick, is a complete dick, and I just got lucky enough i started watching impact just in time to be able to enjoy the rascals and the north page and right uh the north so when msk showed up in nxt i had just enough knowledge of them to pop really big when they showed up and same thing for ethan page in aew i had just enough knowledge to be like oh awesome he's here now yeah this match Exactly what it needed to be. Scorpio and, and Page were just dicks throughout, taking the advantage wherever they could. But in the end, the they're, complete... They're, we, we
1: need to make a one... Uh, was it... I think it was Ethan Page. Yeah, he... he uh, there was one great spot where... Through... He, like, lawn Derby, Derby Allen. Into like, the
0: crowd, Spike Dudley style. Yeah,
1: like, almost hit the second row. Yes. Like... It, like, it was obviously planned because Darby's, like, family was... Right, there, right, so right. And he threw him into Darby's family. But it was
0: still But very it was really impressive. cool.
1: Uh, the, the, my only quibble with this match, and, like, in retrospect, I get it. Like, it Sting's first, like, live match back. It, like, the last one was a cinematic match or whatever. Uh, but... Like in the moment, I thought Darby should have got the pin, but in retrospect, like I see why you give Sting the pin.
0: Oh, for sure, it's his first match back in front of a yeah. live crowd. He's he's Sting. He deserves it. Sure. And Darby, look, right now, Darby's Teflon. He can do now. He couldn't take a ton of losses in a row, or I wouldn't want to see that anyway. Um, but yeah. he's one of their top guys. He's he's unique. Uh, his entrance music, which I realize this is kind of silly to say, but his entrance music is probably one of the coolest entrance themes in all of wrestling right now. It's different, you know exactly what it is as soon as it comes on, and it represents his character to a yes. it's It's very well suited. Um, so he didn't need to get the pin here. Sting did, even if he never wrestles again, Sting getting this pin was very important, and Sky and Paige get to go on to still be douchebags. And here's the important thing: is where's the shame in getting pinned by Sting? Right. Sting, right. one of the greatest legends in wrestling history. You, you. That's not even. That's barely even a loss. Sure. That's that's. Well, what are you gonna do? It's Sting. Yeah, I got beat by Sting. Yeah. So they they don't really lose anything. No, not at all. Not at all. And it was a great match. It was yeah. it was awesome. Hard hitting. Um, just right out of the gate, the, all four of those guys did exactly what they needed to do. Darby Allen bumps like a madman. He's I can, awesome. I appreciate anyone who bumps very well. Uh, next up, we have what I had thought would be the main event to the show, but but now I understand why it was not. Uh, Kenny Omega defending his AEW World Championship against Orange Man. Cassidy and Pac. And the, the reason
1: why it was not was because Kenny was obviously going to go over. Right. It's not time. Like
0: it, it. It probably will never be Orange Cassidy's time. Right.
1: What well, like? Regardless of like who he's facing, like it's too early in this storyline. Right. Right. There's still like too much like unexplored ground. Well, I I for I, them to like job. Kenny
0: Allen. I one hundred percent want Kenny Omega to win every available title he can. I want him to win the N.W. I want him to fight Nick Aldis and win the N.W.A. World Title. I want him to go to New Japan. I want him to get the I.W.G.P. Title. Like I want him to literally collect every belt that's available because it's an unprecedented thing. Like so many Infinity Stones. Absolutely, absolutely. And that will, will, I think, to the world at large, make WWE seem like an afterthought. Because the real reason he would never get the match for any of the WWE championships is because WWE's not going to play that shit. No. But the way that they can spin it is he doesn't give a shit about the WWE titles because they don't mean anything. And WWE has no recourse against that because we're talking about five, six different wrestling companies in the world that omega wants their championships and then doesn't care about WWEs. wwe's yeah. and and i wonder if ring of honor would sign on to that. absolutely they would i think so i think every every other wrestling company i think would be perfectly willing to be part of this storyline because it betters everyone because what you get out of it is eventually omega's going to drop those titles And every single one of those companies is going to get a new star out of whoever beats Omega to get their championship back. It's true. And that's the kind of thinking that AEW and Impact and Ring of Honor and New Japan and whoever else deal with that WWE never will and never will understand. Now, if it was up to Triple H, I I believe NXT would be involved in that. I, I really do. But that's not going to happen either. But yeah, Kenny Omega continues to collect belts, I think. But this match was awesome. No, this match tremendously great. fun. Orange Cassidy playing his role of being Well,
1: they they also like they were smart and the like despite the fact that it was a triple threat match, like they didn't have interference until very late in the match. Right, right. And and, and I thought it was going to be the good brothers but it was Don Callis and like Don Callis has nuclear fucking heel heat right now in AEW like he's such he a key is component. He's so fucking hated. Like and it's it's great like I I appreciate good heel manager types and uh like
0: he knows what he's doing so fucking well. Oh, we forgot to mention uh the good brothers coming out during the tag match. Yes with uh, the Bucks and and Eddie Kingston uh, possibly murdering Big Luke Gallows.
1: Well, we saw him later in the evening. We did. To celebrate, but, you
0: know. But, man, he just threw himself off the ring at Gallows, and I was like, oh shit, I think he just killed him. Yeah. Uh, So... Omega retains. Uh, Pack still looks strong. Cassidy still looks strong. Who? Wait. Who took the pin there? Cassidy did. Cassidy took the pin. Yeah. So yeah, right, right, right. So Pack still looks strong, and Cassidy's Cassidy. Cassidy, much like Derby, his gimmick is so strong that yeah. he can take losses. Well, and like, it won't matter. Yeah, like he's to an extent.
1: He he can't. Yeah, he can't lose everything, and I don't think they're gonna like make no no. He's not everything. gonna
0: lose everything. But, like,
1: yeah. He, he wins by being in the conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and then finally, our main event that, again, in retrospect, we realize had to be the main event. Uh, the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle, which I was 100% positive I would have put money on the Pinnacle winning this. Because I, it seems like you would want to get the new...
1: I, like, here is my thinking going into this match. I thought we were going to have some sort of like inner circle heel turn shenanigans going on. I kind of thought Sammy was going to turn on them. I, I thought so too. I thought it was going to be Sammy or potentially uh, th- that... Uh, I don't particularly like Jake Hager. I'll just go ahead and call him an idiot. I feel, like
0: idiot mil- I feel like he's too milk-a-toast to do a heel turn.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: He's kind of the, the big shaggy dog you point at. Yeah. Somebody get him. Yeah. Uh.
1: So yeah, I, I kind of like. I thought either by hook or crook, or just MJF being a dastardly heel. The, the
0: douchier get... of the two.
1: But it, the, like, it turns out like we didn't even have MJF factoring into the finish. It was just uh Sammy murdering Sean Spears with a chair.
0: Which, and, if and, and you're, and you're gonna sacrifice somebody, sure, I think Sean Spears is your guy. Because I mean, like, Can, the, look, the other Cash, person, the Cash other person Dax and could, Proud and Powerful, barely even factored into this. They had the they had the bar fight segment, but but that was it was entertaining yeah. with Conan, special appearance yes. by DJ Conan, yes. But that was just kind of there. It didn't. Have any kind of bearing on really the beginning or the end of the
1: match? Yeah, well, it was it's situated in the middle, so. But uh. <laughs> but Jericho and, and, it, it, and was G- an, it was it was highly entertaining. squared off
0: as you expected them to.
1: It was highly entertaining. My one yes. complaint is uh, they did not have Hangman Adam Page randomly riding his horse, <laughs> drunk and drinking the, and drunk in the background. Yeah, just yeah. just one shot of that would I, have been. I don't Perfecto.
0: I don't typically enjoy this kind of nonsense. Um Well like
1: here's the thing. If you're gonna do like if you're gonna have something nonsensical, like fucking turn it up to eleven. Go for it. Yeah. Like just make it yes. completely fucking goofy. And, and they well I wouldn't you know what I wouldn't
0: even say this was goofy though.
1: It was... It's just highly absurd. Yes. Yes. And, they... and like, they... I feel like they get that.
0: Yeah. Like, they know... They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they didn't... like...
1: They didn't try and, like... They didn't try and play it straight, and they didn't like try and make it too fucking goofy. But, like, they're like, we're just gonna make this as crazy as we possibly can.
0: And it worked. Where they... <sighs> They didn't make it silly, but they also didn't ask us to take it completely seriously. Yeah, They understood the tone. Yeah. Uh, And it worked out. And then, what made me really happy, though, is that, as we said, it did end in the ring. Yeah. It ended with Sammy and Sean Spears in the ring. They fought back to Daly's place from the stadium. And, uh, you know... And, And Guevara, after... Uh, a loose definition of a wrestling match in a ring. Yes. Guevara got the pin, which was very cool for him. Big time for him. He won that match. Yes, he did. Uh, and then we get the inner circle celebrating everybody in Daly's Place singing Sing along Judas. with with the, the extremely heavily produced Chris Jericho song. Uh, and a happy ending to the event, which is why this was the right choice for the main event, because you sent the fans home happy. Yeah. And when it's your in,
1: in retrospect, like having it be their first show with fans back, that's they, what they, they definitely ended. needed to like end it on a on absolutely. A good note. Uh, so. <laughs> It, and having douchebag Kenny Omega celebrating would with, not have with been. Double douchebag. Nobody,
0: nobody would have liked that. Yes, no.
1: Uh, so. Would have gotten Bash at the Beach levels
0: of trash thrown in <laughs> <marijuana, that shit. laughs> Which for this event, at some point, I'm sure they'll aspire to that. Yeah. But for this event, this was not the time or the place. No. Uh, man, four hour event, it, it, it chugged right along. I enjoyed. They, All they, did,
1: it. they did a good job of pacing it and, uh, like, putting matches where they needed to be on the card. Yes, uh, yes. They didn't overproduce the interstitials, which I appreciate. Like, that's one huge difference between them and WWE. Like uh, WWE does a great job producing those video packages, but it's almost like they do too much because well,
0: they can. It's like, I... If and granted this is not the case now, but if I'm watching one of their pay per views, I watched her on SmackDown. I do not right. need the extensive recap that you're giving me. Like I well, don't need 12 minutes between matches. I didn't even bother to watch Backlash because there is. Well, there I, was... I did, and that's part of the reason why I'm not watching her on SmackDown <laughs> anymore. But anyway, AW Double or Nothing, the fun time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Two Cannot up. can't wait. To watch Dynamite Friday Night, uh, and and am just as invested, uh, perhaps more so as I was in AEW prior to this pay per view. So I, I'm I'm in a very happy wrestling spot right now. AEW is my jam. NXT is my steady, like meat, meat and potatoes. Yes, meat and potatoes. Will. And Impact is is my jazzy dessert that I enjoy. (laughs) That's never quite what I expect, but I love it every single time. Fair. Uh, Well, Arian, thank you for taking the time to record a little something for this week. Uh, I'm I'm glad to touch base and see where we're at in the wrestling world right now. We don't do as much wrestling as we used to, but now I feel like it's kind of a Uh, Now that live crowds are going to be coming back, I feel like this is a time to really talk about it. It's been
1: so weird, like, not having live crowds, and, like... I want to say, like, that's been, like, part of the problem in WWE, but, like...
0: There are other... There are other larger problems, I think.
1: There are other larger things going on
0: behind the scenes. But I'll tell you this right now. Whatever. I cannot wait to go to, a, I will travel to Nashville to see Impact Live the second I can do it, I will travel to see AEW Live the second I can do it, I don't know that I would bother going to a WWE show if they came to Atlanta.
1: A Raw or SmackDown show, I wouldn't.
0: NXT, I would NXT, I would, yeah. for sure. The next time they're at center stage, I'll be there.
1: Yeah, or wherever
0: they're going But be. Raw or SmackDown, I, I wouldn't bother going right now. No. And or like, even a pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, and it sucks, because, like, again, like... They've got the best talent in the world. And I don't think, like, I don't even think, like, Vince McMahon thinks, I want to make a bad show. No, of course he doesn't. Like, none of them are trying to make a bad show. Like, the talent, especially. Like, those people want to, like, this is their friggin' dream. They want to entertain people. They want to put on the best show they can. It's just... To me, it's it's kind of like you're not seeing the forest for the trees. You've just been in this friggin' rut for so long. You do like you've carved such a path for yourself. You don't know any other way to walk it. Yeah, and it's it stinks. But like, absent like big changes, I don't see me getting interested in Raw or SmackDown anytime soon, and that's a shame. Like the the stuff with Roman that's going on is great, and I enjoy. There watching, are great things watching videos of that, but like, by and large, like it's just so formulaic and so whatever that I, I'm not that interested in being invested in it.
0: Well, and that's what bothers me is I, I there's so many names. I love Biggie. I love Bailey. Roman's yeah. doing a great job. Cesaro's awesome. Like there's yeah. so many names in WWE that I'm a huge fan of, but that I just can't get as invested in as I want to because of the system. But it's okay, because as we've been saying, we have AEW, we have Impact, we have options, we have alternatives, we have other things we can enjoy. So, regardless of anything else, it's truly an incredible time to be a wrestling fan right now. And it's only going to get better as things open up and as the year goes on.
1: I'm excited to see uh, some of the the latest batch of released uh, WWE workers, where they show up and what their next move is. 45 Uh, days. Laurel, Laurel Van Ness, the hot mess, I hope, will come back. If you're listening, Chelsea Green.
0: I love you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she is. Uh, and the Iconics! Yes? Soon to... here's the, My dream is the Iconics versus Fire and Flava in Impact Wrestling. I would, that would be delightful. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for talking, Arian. Thanks, thanks for listening, listeners. Somewhere. And uh, we will be back... Now, actually, next week will be the Hot Summer Jams playlist. So tune in. Well, there you go. You know I still cannot get used to this new version of Audacity that asks me to add an extra track and then start recording as opposed to the old way where I just hit the record button and it automatically put a new track in. I don't understand this new way and why it's better but that's so often the case with technology. Uh, Waze just updated. I I use Waze because I like telling people where cops are um Waze just updated and now when it pulls up the little menu when you first open it instead of being able to just click on home it's like home give ETA and that does nothing and then you have to go look home up it's stupid I don't understand guys technology people less options we need less options in our technology especially stupid options. If your option is stupid, don't put it in. All right. Speaking of options, you have many options in how you take in Needless Things. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Podbean and wherever you find your podcasts. You can go to YouTube and check out the Needless Things YouTube channel where every single week there are at least two new toy reviews. This week was the new McGrady figure from The Thing from NECA which was supposed to be part of their like Father's Day releases, I guess. And, uh, I, I found it. I've been having good figure luck lately. Um, so you can go check that review out. Kurt Russell is a beautiful man. And then Wednesday, speaking of beautiful, I reviewed the WWE Ultimate Edition Charlotte Flair. So go to the YouTube channel, Needless Things YouTube channel, uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, smash that like button. I love you guys. Smash the like button if you like Needless Things.
1: You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.